This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Saturday, March 28th, 2020. On this day in 193 CE, Roman Emperor Pertinax was murdered by his treacherous bodyguards. The opportunists auctioned off the government to Pertinax's political rival, setting the course for an unprecedented crisis known as the Year of the Five Emperors. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the assassination of Emperor Pertinax and the shrewd soldiers who auctioned off his empire. Let's go to Rome back on the morning of March 28, 193 CE. Sixty-six-year-old Publius Helvius Pertinax, also known as Emperor Pertinax, awoke to a commotion outside his palace. He'd only been in power for three months and wasn't used to interruptions at this early hour. What was so important? Pertinax threw on his royal purple robe and leaned out his window to give everyone a piece of his mind. He found an unruly mob below. But they weren't old ladies protesting the price of bread. These were 300-plus, well-built men of the Praetorian Guard. Many were still inebriated from the prior evening's amorous festivities. Some were armed. Most were angry. The emperor owed them money, and it was time to pay up. Their services weren't cheap. The elite military unit was comprised of bodyguards, spies, and decorated soldiers of the empire. They were the very best. Three months earlier, the Praetorian Guard assassinated the previous emperor, Commodus, and delivered the throne to Pertinax. It was an unprecedented move and made the fear of a military dictatorship very real. But Pertinax wasn't concerned. In fact, he escaped the affair emboldened. In his mind, soldiers were men who took orders. If they didn't, you found new men. The logic wasn't exactly sound. Pertinax was learning that coup d'etats came with robust payment plans. It was time for their emperor to shut up and deliver. If Pertinax would not, they'd auction off his emperor title to the highest bidder. It was simple math. Flabbergasted, Pertinax ducked back inside to gather his thoughts. He turned to his personal security staff. Was there anything to be done about this mob? He wasn't going to cave in to their ridiculous demands. Pertinax was the emperor now. But his personal security staff declined to intervene. Instead, they opened the front gates of the palace and let the Praetorian Guard bring up the matter 
personally. The mob ventured inside, making themselves at home in the palatial estate. In their mind, the palace was part of their coup spoils, too. And since they were here, they had some other bones to pick with their new emperor. Unrelated to the coup, Pertinax had recently issued harsh military disciplinary decrees against the guard. The decrees were inevitable. The guard's ongoing lasciviousness was a major problem in 193, and the public demanded recourse. In an attempt to keep his constituents happy, Pertinax obliged. But now those soldiers were in his private quarters with swords, and Pertinax was brainstorming out loud ways to reverse the new law. That wasn't enough. The soldiers wanted more. They stomped the floor in unison. They had grown so loud that neighbors, many of them Roman senators, had arrived to see what the hell was going on. Previous emperors entertained the Praetorians' unruly behavior, but Pertinax was trying to assert himself. He had tried to appease their earlier squabbles with offers of property and concubines, but the compromises just enabled greedier demands. Pertinax paced, agitated with his limited options. He had to show the soldiers who was boss. That was the only play here. But how? As Pertinax raised his arm in defiance, an agitator shouted, how much to each guard if we kill the jackass? A senator shouted to the soldiers below, 20,000 sesterces. Pertinax couldn't believe it, but it would get worse. 20,000 sesterces? Do I hear 25,000? 25,000 sesterces to the Praetorian it is. The crowd, including Pertinax, turned to one smiling senator upstairs. This was Didius Julianus. Didius hung a satchel of coins above his head. He wasn't joking. Neither were they. Sold! Before Pertinax could process what was going on, a javelin pierced his chest, killing him instantly. Didius Julianus was now the emperor of Rome. It was a position he would hold for only nine weeks. He too struggled to appease the fickle elite guard. Coming up, how the emperor auction of March 28, 193 led to a tumultuous period known as the Year of the Five Emperors. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On March 28, 193 CE, 66-year-old Publius Helvius Pertinax, known to his subjects as Emperor Pertinax, was assassinated by members of Rome's Praetorian Guard, the men who were supposedly guarding him from such attacks. 
the aggrieved soldiers subsequently auctioned off his emperor title to his political rival, Didius Julianus. The extraordinary incident brought scrutiny against the Praetorian Guard and prompted the Year of the Five Emperors. The unprecedented ruling crisis was a watershed moment in the Roman Republic. So what exactly prompted this whole debacle? Many historians point to the bizarre, crazed actions of Pertinax's predecessor, Emperor Commodus, as the origin of the crisis. You may recognize Commodus's name from the Academy Award-winning 1999 film, Gladiator. The real-life Commodus didn't actually die in a Colosseum duel, but in the twilight years of his life, it was painfully obvious that Commodus was severely mentally disordered. He was a danger to himself and the Republic. Something had to be done about the ruler. The question was what and by who? After a few failed assassination attempts by less skilled assassins, the Praetorian Guard, with Pertinax's blessing, killed Commodus. The best laid plans led to Pertinax's brief three-month reign, abrupt downfall, and Didius Julianus's relatively cheap auction win. When the dust settled, the throne of emperor changed hands a few more times. The revolving door of rulers included Pessinius Niger of Syria, Clodius Albinus of Britain, and Septimius Severus of Pannonia. Septimius ultimately dismissed the Praetorian Guard and executed the soldiers who had murdered Pertinax. The Praetorian Guard, once infamous for overthrowing emperors, was disbanded years later by Constantine the Great. The incident was a warning to future Roman rulers. It highlighted the uneasy balance of power between soldiers, the politicians that sent them to war, and the money motivating everyone involved. So how much exactly did the title of Emperor of Rome go for in 193 CE? The actual cost for the throne of the empire has been debated, but the number is nonetheless surprising, especially with modern context. According to the United Nations of Roma Wictrix, contemporary historian and senator Dio Cassius stated that Didius Julianus purchased the throne for 25,000 sesterces per Praetorian. With 10 double-strength Praetorian cohorts of approximately 800 men, the total payment may have been as much as 200 million sesterces or 50 million denarii. 50 million denarii is approximately 20 million US dollars. For context, the 2016 presidential campaign cost Republican Donald Trump and runner-up Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton a combined $1.16 billion. Today's U.S. military budget is approximately $989 billion. Even by today's standards, the auction for the emperor was a steal. But not everyone agrees with that Roman math. The Historia Augusta said that Didius actually paid more than 30,000 sesterces per soldier. One lone contemporary, Herodian, disputes all of this. Herodian argued that the funds simply weren't available to process the payment. 
Hertenak's preferred military expediency over democratic gains, and for that, he paid with his head. When it came to putting the genie back in the bottle, Pertinax was an example of what not to do. He unleashed a force he couldn't control, and money, it proved, could tip the balance of power in either direction. That and a little hubris. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To hear more about the Year of the Five Emperors, check out the episodes of ParCast's original Assassinations on the Death of Commodus. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Freddie Beckley, and Joel Stein. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Brandon Willer, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 